Hello, beautiful people. I am so glad you're here. Welcome to your Spiritual Guru podcast. I'm your host and spiritual guru, Erin. I've been on my own spiritual journey for the past two years, and it's an honor to walk beside you as you navigate through your own. This podcast is for anyone who is wanting to do inner work, get more in tune with themselves, heal past traumas, and find their inner power. If that's you, then sit tight because this is going to get deep. You ready? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to your Spiritual Guru podcast. Uh, If you're listening to this when it comes out, it is Friday. I hope you all have had an amazing week. I'm actually recording this the day before. uh, So Thursday, March 2nd, the day before this episode is going to drop. And I wanted to talk to y'all about something that I have been struggling with personally for years. And I say struggling, it hasn't been like a constant struggle. It's been one of those things that have kind of creeped back in, you know, from time to time. And it's something that I continue to have to work on and work through and get to the root of. And what it really boils down to is trying to find other ways to either get around or escape or run from trauma, um, emotions, darkness, the past, the present, any of those things. So what I mean when, when I say that, I'll, I'll give you an example. So what kind of brought this about is currently I am trying to quit vaping once again. I say again because I had stopped months ago and I was doing really, really good and then I relapsed. I can't remember what happened. I think I was having a stressful day at work and I just went across the street to the gas station and bought a vape and that's how it happened. And so what I realized is that I was using the vape as a way to cope with my anxiety, you know, kind of mask it. But when I really thought about it, smoking my vape really doesn't do anything for my anxiety. You know, it doesn't help in any way. In some cases, it sometimes makes it even worse, right? And so I really had to sit with myself and have that conversation. Like, you know, I I quit maybe three days ago. And the first couple of weeks are always the worst. Like the cravings are really, really bad. But one thing that has been helping me, you know, I signed up for this uh, text support group that kind of, you know, sends text messages throughout the day, every day to kind of, you know, help you on your journey as you're trying to quit. So that's helped. But also, you know, when I'm really having those, those cravings, I, I sit with myself and I, I ask myself, what, how is vaping going to help how you're feeling right now? Right. And I think that's something that a lot of us can benefit from asking ourselves when we feel those things with, with our vices. Right. 
And for some people, it might not be smoking, right? It could be drinking. Whoo, don't even get me started on drinking. It could be social media. It could be Netflix. It could be any type of stimulation outside of what's going on internally, right? Because you're trying to distract yourself from what you're going through. And so one thing for me, you know, the vaping is something that has been more recent. It's not really something that I've struggled with for years and years. The one thing that I've struggled with for years has been the drinking, right? So let me lay out the timeline for you. So when I was 21, of course, you know, I'm, I can legally drink, you know, I can go to the liquor store and buy myself a bottle or what have you. And in those times, you know, I would go downtown more often, but I really wouldn't drink at home by myself that often. You know, I might get a bottle of wine and have a glass of wine, you know, every other night. It wasn't something that it was like a routine for me to go home and instantly, you know, get grab a drink. And then I met my significant other at that time that ended up being, you know, my toxic relationship of five years shortly after. I think I was maybe, I think I was maybe around 23, some, somewhere around that. And that's when my drinking got really, really bad. And if you listen to my previous episode, you'll know that drinking was one of those things that kind of bonded him and I because he drank a lot, right? And so for me, it became more of like a social drinking kind of thing. Like, oh, if he's drinking, I'm going to drink too. But then it became a way for me to try to get to know him better because he was a very, very hard person to read. He was a very, very hard person to get to know. But when he drank, he would open up and he would tell stories and he would be more, you know, forthcoming with details and things like that because, I don't know, I guess his his guard was let down. I don't really know why why that happened that way, but that's what happened. And so it began to be a way for me to try to get to know him and, you know, get closer to him. Sometimes it will work out in my favor. Sometimes it wouldn't because sometimes he would be more open and friendly and loving and kind. And other times he would be a complete asshole and be an angry drunk. So it really just depended on, you know, how, how his mood was. Right. But then after, that relationship ended that that whole you know time period of me drinking that heavily it just became part of my life like it just trickled into my life after him right because it was just something that had become second nature to me and then i realized that i was using alcohol as a way to run from 
my trauma that I experienced with him because when I was drinking, my anxiety wouldn't be as bad. Like it, it kind of relieved that, you know, tight feeling in my chest a little bit. My guard, you know, loosened up a little bit and I would, you know, start feeling kind of good and then I would start feeling sleepy and then I would just go to sleep and I wouldn't have to worry about whatever I was, you know, thinking about or, or trying to not think about at that time. And that's, that's really when I started to do more inner work because I realized that running from and trying to mask or distract myself from the things that I needed to heal from wasn't doing me any good. It was just prolonging the inevitable and the inevitable being that eventually down the line, something's going to have to give. I'm going to come to a breaking point where I can no longer run. I can no longer hide. I can't distract myself any further. I'm going to have a breakdown of some sort. And that's when I started to really dig deep and ask myself questions. You know, for a long time, I was hung up on a lot of things that I didn't get from that relationship that I thought I deserved, like an apology, you know, closure, um, explanations, but, but mostly an apology. I, I felt like I deserved for him to acknowledge what he put me through and apologize. But the more I thought about it, the more I realized that one, I was never going to get that apology. That's just not who he is. And I had to, I had to take into account who he was during the relationship, right? He, he never apologized or took accountability for anything, any of his actions. It was always my fault. He was always the one that was right, or he would always... Even if he had done something wrong, he would somehow spin it to where it was my fault. And so me getting hung up on an apology was really a waste of time because if I sat and thought about, you know, his character and who he is as a person, I would know that that's not going to happen. So am I going to wait for the rest of my life and get hung up on this thing for the rest of my life? until I get it, something that I'm most likely never going to get, you know, I had to ask myself those questions and then I had to, you know, dive deep into what was it about me that made it okay to stay for so long in that relationship? What was it that I was needing or what part of me wasn't whole that I felt like could be filled with that relationship. You know, just things like that. It, it, takes, it takes sitting alone 
in silence without any distractions to really get down to the root of things. And so for some of you, it might not be smoking. It might not be alcohol. It might be some things that we, you know, deem pretty harmless, like scrolling on social media or watching TV, watching Netflix, whatever. But, and, and I'm, you know, those things are great in moderation, right? But when, when you're using those things as a way to keep yourself stimulated so that you don't have to sit in silence. See, that's the thing that a lot of people are scared to do. And I'm I'm not going to lie. I used to be that person. Like I, I used to be the one that always talked or filled any type of silence. If I wasn't talking, I would play music. I would have to have something going on on the TV, like something on the TV. I couldn't sit in silence, right? And that scares a lot of people because when you're silent and everything around you is silent, all you have is what's up here in your mind, right? You're only sitting with yourself and your thoughts. And that's scary for some people. It used to be for me. But the true healing, the true work and growth starts with sitting with yourself in silence with your thoughts. Because only then will you understand what you're saying to yourself, what you're thinking, how you're thinking. Is it negative or positive? Are you hung up on the past and the what ifs and the I should have's and the I could have's, would have's, should have's? Or are you thinking of possibility? Are you thinking of openness? Are you thinking of abundance, happiness, all of those things? You can only know those things if you're quiet and listen, right? And so that's kind of where, like I said, my healing started when I started, you know, sitting with myself, asking myself hard questions. And I'm not going to lie. I'm not a perfect person. There have been times where, you know, I've lapsed and, you know, fallen short, just like the, the example in the beginning of the, of the episode where, you know, right now I'm working on quitting vaping again, but you know what? It's something that I realized and recognized that I was doing and I stopped myself and I'm making an effort to, you know, progress and get better with it. Something that also helped me was, uh, journaling. You know, there's, there's different ways to be stimulated that can benefit you in the long run. Like for instance, journaling, right? So that's an activity that is quiet, but it allows you to transfer your thoughts onto paper. And for me, it actually took me going to therapy to understand that this is probably an activity that was good for me because I have so many thoughts going on in my head at one given time that they make me overwhelmed sometimes, right? 
so many possibilities, so many, you know, outcomes, so many, like just everything going on in my head. And so my therapist at the time was like, you know, try journaling. And I think for me, I associated journaling with having a problem with something like something was wrong in my life. So I had to journal like, Oh, pros and cons, or I'm, I'm writing about, you know, something that's making me angry or something that's bothering me. I had to shift my focus and understand that journaling is just sometimes getting your thoughts on paper. It doesn't necessarily have to have an agenda. It doesn't necessarily have to be about one particular thing. It doesn't necessarily have to mean that something is wrong. Just, getting your thoughts out on paper because it clears up a lot of cloudiness and junk in your head. Right. And sometimes I don't, for me, when I write things out on paper, especially if I'm worried about something and I write it out, when I write it out, it sounds silly to me to be worried about that. Right. Or when, when I, break it down and, and ask myself, okay, what's the worst thing that could happen? Not right now. What's the worst thing that could happen? Or, you know, what, what's the best outcome of this? And, you know, what is it that I actually know about this situation? Not what I'm imagining or, or making up or thinking will happen. Sometimes I end up being like, wow, like, why was I even worried about that in the first place? It can just relieve a lot of the tension that you may experience. So that's, that's one thing that has really helped me. Also, personal development is really, really big. And that's, that's helped me a lot. I've, I've listened to, I don't countless audiobooks of so many personal development books. And it's really helped reframe my mindset, you know, your brain is a muscle just like anything else. You have to train it to see the good, to think positively, to, you know, look on the bright side, to think in abundance and happiness and all of those things. And so having that support of the personal development in your belt, in your wheelhouse, that does wonders, you know? And I don't know, I'm, I might start doing like, um, like once a month, I, you know, give my audience a personal development book to, to read and I'll link it, you know, if you have audible or if you want to pick it up at your bookstore, you know, however you want to read it. And then, you know, one episode a month, I might do like a review and, you know, talk about the book and, you know, my takeaways, you know, but one thing, uh, one book that really comes to mind that, you know, has helped me overall that is just at the forefront of my mind is Atomic Habits by James Clear. So if y'all have not heard of that, if you haven't read that, please look into that. I will link it in the show notes. Um, but that really helped me, especially with the, the smoking slash vaping thing. That's, that's kind of where I first made the decision to stop vaping and also biting my nails. That was another really bad habit of mine because in the book he says, you know, is this actually helping the problem? And I thought about it. I was like, no, it's not helping, you know? And so 
that kind of changed my whole perspective and also about, you know, organization and organizing your thoughts and your mind and, you know, just focusing on the next step. There's so many good points in that book. So I, I may do a review of that book maybe towards the end of the month. We'll see. But yeah, that's basically what I wanted to talk about today is just being aware of your vices. We all have, we all have one. Um, some may be unhealthy, some may be healthy, but I feel like, you know, and I'm, I'm not saying that drinking is bad for you. I still enjoy a good drink, you know, every, every once in a while, a glass of wine every night is not going to kill me. But I think my point that I'm trying to make is we have to ask ourselves the driving force behind it. Why are we doing this thing? You know, and I kind of had to have that discussion with myself and, and develop a healthier relationship with alcohol because I had to ask myself, why am I doing this? Am I doing it to run away from or distract myself from something? Or am I doing it because I genuinely want a drink? I enjoy a drink, right? There's a difference. There's nothing wrong with enjoying a drink. There's nothing wrong with scrolling on social media. There's nothing wrong with watching Netflix or, or, you know, what have you, but the driving force can make it either healthy or toxic, just depending on your reason for doing it. Right? So that is all I have for y'all this week until we meet again. Namaste.